0: Conan, what is best in life? To cross your enemies, see them driven before you, to hear the lamentation of the women, and listening to that metal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so episode sixty nine, <laughs> nice, nice of that metal podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave, and I'm Gonzo. Hey, sup, stranger? I know it's been months. Like <laughs> two.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like two months. It's, it's been like a two bit, months. Yeah. It's not a big deal. So- socially dis- distancing myself. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Which is like one of those funniest things, right? Because I was like, um, I hadn't recorded in a while either. And I was like, I'm back, guys. I had COVID. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, but it's okay. You know, I got a very mild, um, very, very mild form. You know what I mean? So I got lucky. So, but uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've actually Uh, recorded, I think. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, because before that, uh, last time I saw you was for your birthday. We had that little kickback. And then all that bullshit happened. And then that was pretty much where the, the story ended for a bit.
0: Yeah, missing an action. But, I mean, it's cool. You're going to uh, – here and there, it's all good. Yeah. I'll, I'll still so, um, and really quick, too, um, we're going to – we decided that we're going to do um, a movie – like a cinema-based, you know, horror, everything, and video game podcast as well, which we're going to have do it separately from this. Right. So everybody can keep an eye on out for that, maybe in the next few weeks or a couple of months.
1: Yeah, it uh, will be, like, working out logistics, right?
0: Yeah, right now, that's basically what it is. Uh, I got a name figured out. I have some of the, probably the intro figured out already. But after that, I just want to, I really want to figure out what, uh. Essentially the real direction that we want to, we should go in, you know what I mean? So I think that's great. And I also have my homie, Diego, which he's awesome because he's also super old school and he's a collector. So he's also huge on cinema and films. So it's like perfect for us three, you know?
1: Yeah, most definitely. And um, film, I mean, I got my, I got my things I mean, I'm very much a product of the eighties and all that shit too. So hell yeah, hell yeah.
0: yeah. That's awesome. So, what have you been listening to lately, sir? Oh,
1: uh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, Mr. Bungle, anyone? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny came out back in October. Um, that's still a very, 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 very uh, regular uh, rotation right now for me. It's been a very surprising album. Uh, for those that don't know, it was it's a demo that they had released way back in the day. Um, so, that's right, that's right. So now in 2020, the you know, Mike Patton uh, got with, uh, fuck, the bassist from Mr. Bungle. I can't think of his fucking name, and I'm sure somebody will correct me. Uh, but it was also um, uh, Lombardo and uh, fucking Scott Ian. So he's got, like, straight up thrash, like a thrash group, you know, going. And I mean,
0: thrash, some of the thrash uh, elite.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so this album... I mean, for those folks who maybe don't like Mr. Bungle, because I know they're a little tongue-in-cheek, avant-garde, a little, you know, some, especially like with their uh, sophomore album, uh, Disco by the they like, not, they're, it's a hard listen, you know, it's, it's weird. Um, a lot of people don't like it, and I can understand that. Like, it's not for everybody. Um, but like this album, even if you don't like what they've done in the past, um, check this album out because straight up, yeah. it is a fucking thrash album. It, it, that's all it is. And my opinion is on. Yeah. And like Mike Patton's on legit, like fucking on on display here. He's fucking screaming and hollering, and it's just fucking amazing. Um, so definitely, uh, even if you don't like Mr. Bungle, check it out. If you like him, hell, more power to you, because it's just Mike Patton. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing I've been really enjoying has been uh, the Despicable EP from Carcass. Fuck uh, yeah. S- yes, that's been another uh, pretty regular uh, rotation for me. Um, and you know, what's crazy. And I, and I know we've talked about it on the side uh, a lot of people tend to not like it as much as I thought people would. I'm I'm kind of shocked (laughs) at that. Um, and I'm not speaking to that specific person, but there's other people too. Like when they post like their shit on social media, like, Hey, check out the despicable EP, come pick it up and all that stuff. And people are like, I don't know. It sounds too melodic. And I'm like, really? I mean, that's kind of the direction they went in back in the early nineties. So like what's different. Um, and the fact that people are like, it sounds too much like heartwork. And I'm like, your point? Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> exactly. Heartwork is a masterpiece. And I'm definitely down for more. And I know you weren't too on board with Surgical Steel. So like, right. you know, and I and I love Surgical Steel. I think it was really good. Uh, but this is amazing so far. And if yes. it's any indication of what's coming up, I'm I'm ready. Um,
0: exactly. Um, uh, <clears throat> which is funny because that's what I was saying. I think there's some people who are, death metal purists i feel like a lot of them uh um, right. get kind of like oh there's a little bit of melody in here like <laughs> i don't like that you know like uh-huh. so it it happens so I mean, just like don't get know, me wrong
1: that's... like fucking grindcore fucking carcass is cool i'm right. not right. hating on it at all it's great i just love that they progressed in the way they did and i'm more i've always been more of a melody person so like Man. um the fact that they went with melodic death metal at the end of the day is great. Um, the other thing I've been jamming out to um, was that they added um wilder runs uh, previous or wild run. I've heard, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Um, per, uh, they provided their previous discography um, on uh, Apple music and like, probably Spotify, I would imagine. Right. And it's fucking different. Um, so where we talked about uh, veil of imagination, we talked a lot about it back in 2018. Right. And I think that was our album of the year that year. Yes. Um, that fucking album um sounds a lot like you know like we said it was the opeth we deserved right yes and uh, not 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 to say incontent venom isn't great because that album is great but mm-hmm. like it it just sounded like fucking old opeth and in, in, in all the right ways with a little bit of symphonic edge and oh but
0: nostalgia you know yes
1: and that's all right it's, it's scratching that nostalgic edge yes that's mm-hmm. actually a good point um, but they have, um, what's this album called? Uh, Sleep at the Edge of the Earth and fucking uh, o- the uh, Olden Tales of Deathly Trails. These yep. albums are very proggy, but it's still got those elements. So like the fucking growls and it's got like folkish elements. And right. I know you haven't had a chance to check it out. I really suggest I am. you do. I- I'm yes. very, very certain uh, you will enjoy it okay and most recently and uh we'll talk about it more right now but more recently the new dark tr- dark tranquility which is fucking still in my heart <laughs> so
0: we'll talk um, about that in a bit yeah
1: yeah so that's that's more or less what i've been jamming these past couple of weeks
0: yeah it's uh sort of similar definitely been jamming that uh this desp- despicable me uh despicable <laughs> ep <laughs> yeah so i've been doing that with carcass um uh, the, some of the tracks that you had shown me from Dark Tranquility, and then now that the album came out, I explored it further. We'll talk about it right now. Um, been checking out... Um, there's this great band called Mitochondrial Sun, and it's not even a band. It's just one dude. And I believe okay. he was either part of or was... is or was part of Dark Tranquility. Uh, N- Nicholas Sundin. Mm-hmm. And it's a mm. solo project. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a... Um, Kind of like a um, instrumental, like, I don't know how, it's like a cosmic fucking fuckfest. That's, that's all I can tell you, man. It's amazing, dude. It's just one of the, it's just great. Uh, Very death metal-y. There's a lot of cool parts to it. Um, And it just, it, has, it just has this, this real cosmic feel to it, the sound to it when you listen to it. So
1: mitochondrial,
0: Mito- yeah. Uh, and it's called Shoe Pulsar, where I believe the translation is seven seven or six pulsars, something like that. I think it's Swedish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I mentioned in the other episode, ACDC. Sounds just like ACDC. You're not missing out on that one. I heard it for a little bit, and it's like, cool. It's cool, man. I mean ACDC. If you want to jab, if you want to, you, know, you, uh, you know, something kind of, level if you're like at a fucking quinceanera where you're some at some party you don't want (laughs) to scare anybody you can put that um so but the one of the albums that i think was stood out especially this week was contrarian uh only time will tell and that one really um really kind of made an impact because that one is like i said it reeks of death uh the band death So it reeks of their uh, symbolic Son of perseverance era. So definitely, uh, that's why I, I suggest everybody check Contrarian Art uh, out because they're like really fucking uh, technical progressive, you know.
1: Fuck yeah! As soon as I'm full up on uh, Dark Tranquility, I'm gonna check it out for sure. That's how
0: yeah, the yeah it's, 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 it'll be a good pff, huge change up, man. <laughs> 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 for sure. Um, I think one of the one of the You know, I guess, what is it? Not even, what, a week from now? Mm -hmm. we're going to have Thanksgiving already. Right. And so I kind of, well, actually, wait up. Let me take a time out on that first before I get into it. So I remembered that I placed a link tree. I don't know if you guys who know OnlyFans, you may know what link tree is. Uh, so I basically put a lot of the, the, li- a few links. So where people could find the podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So now that if you're able to, like, if you want to hit up, if you want to check it out on Apple or Spotify, or even the actual web page itself, people can check out the podcast through there. If they visit, uh, the metal podcast on Instagram, one of the coolest things that happened recently. And I just happened to check, um, You know, just check the – there's this website called uh, Chartable, I guess, where they check the charts for you in terms of um, if your podcast is ranked somewhere around the world, it'll tell you where it's ranked around the world. And I thought it was cool. I checked it out just by chance, dude. And apparently people are listening to the podcast in a lot of Scandinavian countries. Um Great Britain is definitely checking it out. Uh so music commentary. It changes, I guess, every week. So apparently it went from like seventy something. Right now it's at ninety-nine ranked mm-hmm. of all the of all the podcasts music commentary in Great Britain. So that's pretty cool.
1: It's actually really good. I mean I mean I don't know how many are out there, but I'm assuming a few hundred, right? And
0: I mean there's <clears throat> around eight hundred to nine hundred thousand podcasts right now. Shit, okay. <laughs>
1: that's pretty so,
0: good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and that's, you know, probably growing now because of the pandemic, right? Um,
1: Congratulations, man. That's fucking awesome,
0: dude. There's one that I'm not too sure I understand here because it's Norway. uh, Norway Music Commentary um, is at 107, but then at all time, lists at 53. So, right now, it, it actually went up four spots. Well, going up is actually going down. It's good. Right, right, right. And then in Finland, uh, number 12 in uh, music commentary podcasts. Holy so, shit. So that's really, really fucking good. So I want to thank everybody Norway, the UK, Sweden. Um, I was at I one point, out, I think I was ranked in Greece um, with Spotify, but I'm not sure anymore if that happened.
1: Yeah, I so, mean, I'm sure those charts are fickle as shit. So, so. They, so they yeah,
0: it's because it changes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It changes constantly, every every week, or every other day. So I just wanted to put that out there. So I just wanted to really say thank you for listening, guys. That's it's it means a lot because it's cool. It's like sometimes it just feels like we're just we're just having a normal conversation, and I yeah. think it's it's great that other people can at least get something and or, or even be like the way I am with Sam Dunn yelling at him. <laughs> I would imagine there's somebody yelling at me. These. Fuckers
1: from fucking USA.
0: These guys (laughs) from El Paso, fuck you! You're not right. You know, like I I would imagine that some people are. There's some
1: haters. Yeah.
0: uh, Yeah. There's some haters. So yeah, so I just we we love we love the haters too. So that's cool. Yeah. So moving on to what I was gonna say is that (laughs) since Thanksgiving is coming up, I figured we could give some bands some music. That we are thankful for, so um, we could take turns if you'd like. Um, sure. So the first one I think that's I think is both of our on both of our lists mm-hmm. would be Dark Tranquility. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very thankful for them. I'm very thankful for the amazing fucking album that that it's momentous. <laughs> <Put> them- <laughs> Get it. Uh, yes. So it's, it's, no, it's a beautiful album. It's, like I said, that vibe, the, it's a different energy coming from this album, definitely, you know.
1: Um, yes. Uh. I feel after listening to uh the last one, Atoma, like to death, because that was that album. All it's the time. so
0: good. It was so good, too.
1: It was such a good, huge step in the right direction after kind of a slump, right? Yeah. So, yes. And this is just, again, like you said, yes, it's different but it's different in all the right ways. And I think in the ways that we need and the fact that it just feels like such a natural progression from that album. Cause like, I could definitely listen to that album Atoma and get right into, uh, into the, into the to the latest offering. And like, yeah, to be, to be honest, like it's just moments got so many fucking awesome moments. Um, yeah. <laughs> like there's like my favorite, and I, this is the track I shared with you the other early this week. The Dark Unbroken, there's something about that song yeah, to me dude. that it just fucking hooks yeah. into me, and when I first heard it, because when I shared it to you, I had just heard it for the first time, and I just oh, like, wow. and I remember I put, holy shit, dude, this fucking song. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, I, like, I remember.
1: It, it was It's the first song on the album that has, like, cleans, um, and it's just, like, everything about it, the keyboards. Yeah. um. the the main the main melody the fucking lyrics everything about that song the dark Unbroken," is so fucking good um and it goes and it just gets better from there i mean uh remain to the in the unknown is a really slow song yeah it starts off very chill with really really nice melodic vocals and it goes into the growls and it's such a fucking great album and i am i couldn't be more pleasantly happy with the way it came out and Kudos to the guys at Dark Tranquility for just knocking it out of the park again, back to back, and um, you yeah, know, I think I they're th- doing the live stream concert too. In yeah, celebration.
0: Now, I I really want to check something before anything, but okay. uh, yeah, so go, so going back to that part where you're talking about uh, of why it sounds a certain way and maybe yeah. it actually sounds somewhat similar be familiar, you know, at the same time, like, it, or like it's new, but it's not, I, I don't know if there's something to do with it, but I know Christopher Amat, mm-hmm. he joined the band and also Johan Reinholds, which is the guitarist from Andromeda. So I don't know if this combination is, you know, these guys were able to do that again. I don't know if they were there during the recording, you know what I mean? Right. If, if if they were there, if they were actually took part in the writing process, because I do know that Nicholas Sunday he did de- he did leave, you know. So maybe a lot of it has could have something to do with that, you know.
1: The combination of of uh, musicians and... of
0: Christopher Ahmad and and and, and Johan. Uh, yeah. It sounds like Dark Tranquility, man.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, it does. I mean, there's no doubt. It's got it's got the signature sound that they developed. It's just. Yeah. Again, like this natural progression, like this is their next step, you know, and it's, yeah. it's great. It's, um, if you're a fan of Melodic Death Metal, and Dark Tranquility's previous offerings, like check it out. It, you will not be disappointed. It's so, so what we need. It's so good.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I think it's, it's true. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy it came out, you know, towards the end of the year, it doesn't matter, I guess, but yeah, it's, you know, hopefully um, well, I was, I don't know if you want to go, you should go next then. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so kind of bringing back from what I was listening to earlier, right. Um, Mr. Bungle in the year 2020, man. Um, the reason why I say it like that is because I'm a huge Mike Patton fan. As I, have as I mentioned in previous episodes and, um, you know, many, 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 many years ago, decade, I shit, I have a weird uh, sense of time, but, it's been a long time. And <laughs> Mike Patton had pulled the plug on Mr. Bungle. He, you know, I think he uh, read something along the lines of that. It just stopped being fun and you just wanted to work on other things. And so he decided to, you know, put it to rest.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> you know, but like, you know, it is what it is. As long as he keeps making music, you know, that's how I looked at it. And right. out of, you know, just out of nowhere earlier this year, he, you know, announces, Hey, I got Scotty in here, I got Dave Lombardo, we're gonna fucking, you know, redo our, you know, nineteen eighty whatever fucking demo and I'm like, Okay. And I never heard, you know, I've never heard the early shit from them. I've only heard the studio albums. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. And then they released the, you know, sample track, uh, Raping Your Mind, and I was like, Holy fuck, this is a straight up fucking thrash metal. And <laughs> then, you know, they released a few more tracks here and there and I was like, Yeah, more thrash metal, okay. I I get I can see what they're going for here and I can see why you picked the artist he picked to work on it. And you know, uh, full album comes out and I'm just like, wow, <laughs> like, yeah. I did not, you know, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not, I'm not gonna probably get some shit for this, but I'm not the biggest thrash metal fan. I, I love thrash metal, obviously, but like, it's probably one, not, the, it's not close to being the my top subgenre of metal, and yeah, like, I love this album so much, and it's not just because it's, you know, Mr. Bungle or because it has Michael Patton on it. It's just the fact that it sounds so fucking good. Um, the production, the speed, the energy of it all. And part of this is just the shock that it's the year 2020. I long fucking gave up on the concept of Mr. Bungle being a thing. And, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, you know, earlier they announced that they're going to do this reunion tour, which I don't even know if it happened. I probably didn't um, because of yeah. all this bullshit. And like, but still, you know, it's 2020, and we have a new, you know, I'm using quote air quotes, a new Mr. Bungle release, and yes. it just makes me hopeful that we're gonna get some more in the coming years. So I'm I'm very excited. It's just the possibilities that it opened up for me are like woo, you know. Right. <laughs> so I'm very very thankful for Mr. Bungle in 2020.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Um. So my next one, I guess it's a it's a uh, it it. I put them together, yeah. And I feel like it's just because they it's the same sort of style of music. So I I I'm thankful for Corporate Gliny and I'm thankful for Alestorm, um, for giving us music that we could basically get crazy to and you know <laughs> dance dance around the campfire without looking like you're crazy. And you know, a little just,
1: a little crazy,
0: <laughs> a, a little bit, a little bit. But when. Once they see you and they come into earshot and they're like, oh, they're listening to Aelstorm. It's okay, you know. It's like <laughs> it makes sense why they're doing that. Um, but I, I love those guys. And I love that kind of music because it's like it's great drinking music. It's energetic. It's fun. it's fun. I remember we're listening to some. I don't even know what it is anymore. Do you remember we? I showed you like this weird fucking German. Oh yeah. What the fuck was that? I don't remember what it I was.
1: Remember, it was a weird. They had a German ass fucking name too. Yeah, um, but yeah, that all they think about is fucking booze. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it was really weird, dude. And I was like, I just happened to find it, you know, and I'm like, uh, pretty weird. cool. So it's just one of those things where they kind of like put you in the mood, you know?
1: Totally, totally, so, dude.
0: So gotta thank um, for them.
1: Hell yeah, man. Um, and then for me also, and again, I know I'm kind of I feel like I'm dipping into my what I've been listening to, but it's true. i uh, thankful. For fucking Carcass, man. Um, You know, I mean, Carcass, think about it. Like, they went so long where it's like, they're done. You know, they're not coming back. I mean, we're talking, what, almost, gotta be almost like 15, 20 years we didn't get shit from them. Right? I mean, because when did Swansong come out? Swansong came out when? Ooh. I'm I'm, I'm talking like pre-surgical steel. like. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we went a long time without... Anything from them and then you know then up comes surgical steel which like I said I liked it um it's not my favorite album from them not even close but I liked it um and then you know now we have this EP which just fucking jiggles my nostalgia handle (laughs) and I'm like (laughs) fuck yes I'm ready dude I'm ready for some fucking melodic carcass dude and yeah Oh, man, that, that I mean, just that opening riff on fucking Despicable, like, it just fucking, it sounds like it's come, it came straight out of that era. Yeah. That to
0: 1992,
1: 93 or whatever. And like, fuck, dude. It's great. Like, I'm super excited. And again, I'm so thankful that, you know, they're, they're right now where we need music the most, that they're yeah. writing something. And, um, you know, I, I'm super excited to see the full project, the full product. So,
0: yeah, again, it's, it's like what you're mentioning, like. If this is the direction they're going, then I'm going with them because I think it's great, and I'm on board with what they're doing. Yes. Uh, and you're right. It was 18 years from Swan Song to Surgical Steel. So almost 20 years, yeah. So almost 20 years we had a gap there. And um, uh, for in, in terms of an album, at least, I don't know if they had reunions, uh, anything like that in between?
1: Yeah, I'm talking about, yeah, like major release. Or uh, any
0: Any actual albums released, definitely 18 years, so... Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's one of those albums where I love the names, especially. Let um, me find it again. Hold on. What was it? Um, the Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue. Is that what it is? Yeah, the opening track. Yeah, and then the mm-hmm. Long and Winding Beer Road. Like they have fucking cool shit. And I wonder if that Living Dead at the Manchester Road uh, Morgue, if it's a if it's a nod to that zombie film that came out in the seventies. So I forgot the name of it. It's similar. The name is like almost word for word, similar to that, but yeah. Uh, so it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I mean, with-
1: it's, it's not uncommon for, you know, bands to take shit from that era of cinema and yeah. know, use it as inspiration. So right. yeah, but hell yeah, man. That's a uh, definitely, exactly happy that they're um, active again. So
0: That's right. So after doing the glam metal episode. Um, and I, I don't really consider them glam, but I guess you can, because they, I mean, this dude, he looked, like, what's her name from Sex and the City? Uh, Carrie, or horse, whatever. The yeah. Face
1: girl, or, yeah. You know. I just saw um, Hocus Pocus with my son the other day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's
0: in it, that's right.
1: Yeah, well. I mean, you know what, to be fair, she looks alright in that movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, she. But so, so Twisted <laughs> Sister. I'm happy for Twisted Sister slash D. Snyder slash Motorhead with Lemmy. You know they they're the some of the bands and, and people that kind of really gave everyone the 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 okay to like not worry about what other people fucking think and you you listen to what you want to fucking listen to and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry, they made it, don't worry about what other people think, you know?
1: Yeah, dude, they made it okay, you know? And I'm not like the biggest fan of that shit, but I I definitely can appreciate, you know, the magnitude and how important it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, hell yeah, man. Especially. And, then, you know, and, 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 and to be fair, that shit's fun, you know? It's it's fun. It's just plain fun, like a, the hero deck at a gathering or like when we'll be drinking yeah, exactly. in the backyard and exactly, just put exactly. on some Twisted Sisters. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting at. Exactly, dude.
1: All right, so let me see. My next super thankful um, is at the gates, man. Um, so all this talk about like uh, dark tranquility and all this melodic death metal kind of coming back into the the spotlight for at least for me, <laughs> yeah. like it got me thinking. I was like, man, at the gates is fucking cool, dude. <laughs> like, Fuck I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, as simple as that statement is, right? But, like, if you think about it, they're another band that just kind of fucking went off for a long time. Like, again, there's another band where you kind of forgot about, but...
0: They disappeared.
1: Yeah, dude, exactly. Well, they broke up. Yeah, and you you just kind of figure that's it, right? You know, and, you know, we got... You know, we had, of course, Slaughter of the the Soul, which is, like, let's agree that's, like, their best album. It's like the Bible.
0: The... the...
1: (laughs) It's like yo what's melodic death metal about? Let me show you. You play that album.
0: Just listen to this.
1: yeah. <laughs> just listen to this shit. Dude. This is what it's about. Right. And like, you know, we have we go about again 20 years without anything. They get back together, they release
0: that War with Reality,
1: which is all right. You know, it wasn't whatever. It's kind of forgettable, you know. It's not, it didn't really it was, resonate with me. It was in the right direction. Yeah. It was. But there's I just it just lacks something. And yes, you know, yes. yeah, and I mean, it's hard to place it, right? But then we get to to drink from the night itself. Ooh. And holy shit! Yeah. You know, and it that album is such a fucking masterful creation, and I love it, and it's I still listen to it. Yeah, uh, that's, fucking that's, the House for Lepers is in the fucking Der Wilderston, and all these fucking tracks are so fucking amazing, and yeah. it's such a great album. And now they're doing more, and I'm excited, and I can't wait, and I was just like again, like I. They're a band that I don't think I we give, and I know we did an episode on them like a long yep. time ago. when we did the go, at yeah, the start. I always remember that. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, dude, like they're a band that I feel don't get enough talk, and you know, right. even though we did an episode for them, it's easy to kind of forget, you know, like oh, and then you yeah. see them like oh fuck at the gates. I haven't heard these fuckers in a while. Yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you get reminded immediately why you love them um so yeah dude like i'm super um stoked about you know that the fact that they're they're hopefully working on something really soon
0: yeah and, and i think what what um for me makes it even more promising is that they're working with uh LaRocque, rock and mm-hmm. he's a famous guitarist producer you know played for king diamond and he's played uh he he helped out uh death i think during the symbolic era but like he's He's uh he's a big shot man, and so I think, and there and there's a crazy lady car. You It'll might have a remember. helicopter. It's a fucking stupid car or a truck. <laughs> My bad. But yeah, Downing I mean, so I'm excited the direction. If if they're if they're going with Andy Rock, it's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be a banger.
1: It's true. gonna be epic. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So fucking thank you, Acta Gates for. Yes. fucking his,
0: For fucking existing. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, My next one, would uh, I really want to thank OrphanLand for keeping it real, man, for keeping it pure and for just doing everything that they do Um, and kind of showing everybody that metal is indeed international. And, um, you know, whatever situation and uh, political uh, climate that you're in and the country that you're from, you could overcome all that and create fucking badass metal and badass music. and that's why I really love orphanland for that reason because um, they're they just keep going and making music, you know, and they're just pushing right. all the bullshit, you know
1: yeah, to come from a yeah a place where metal is frowned upon and
0: yeah can get you and, in trouble. yeah, and and I think that's great. I mean it's it's inspiring for other people, you know, so it's cool. <clears throat>
1: definitely, definitely.
0: Um, so
1: my last one. Um, just a shout out in general to fucking, um, uh, fucking Arjun Lucas dude, um, yeah. Yeah. just a shout out. I'm very thankful for that man and what he does. And, um uh, yeah. you know, so basically he's Arion, right?
0: So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, he writes everything.
1: He Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's his baby. It's his brainchild. And he gets all these amazing prog, uh, vocalists and musicians, he does, I mean, the feats that he goes through to get these people together to collaborate yeah. on these albums is just fucking amazing. And the fact that he gets just a breadth of different artists from different styles, different genres of progressive music. I mean, well, we got James Debris. We got, you yeah. know, Jordan Land, um, fucking Russell Allen.
0: Russell Allen.
1: Uh, <laughs> dude, right? Uh, fucking Dan Swanö.
0: Dan Suano.
1: Uh, Devin Townsend. Devin Townsend. I mean, Michael James Axel. Debris. Michael. Like he just gets all these fucking mainstays yeah. in progressive metal and gets them together and he makes these beautiful fucking compositions and yeah. you know these these concertums. The release they did earlier this year was fucking amazing and it's just Friends. on par with dude, right? And you know the live shows that he puts together, it's all him and it's Dude, just I got amazing. most of them, man. I, I think I, know I you do. <laughs> yeah. I know you do, man. And like it's just amazing what he what one man. You know, it's not one man. I mean, he has help, but like it's amazing like what he uh, he does this and. It's just in the for the love of music. And it's fucking cool, yeah. dude. And yeah. the guy that guy he does not get spoken about enough. Um I agree. you know. I agree. And he's he's uh looks like such a humble person and yeah, you he know, is. despite what he does for us and yeah. Again, man, Arjun Lucasen, super thankful for you, dude. Keep up the good work.
0: Absolutely. I mean he's a he's uh like you said, he's a sweetheart too, man. He's really really good at um at at envisioning when he's creating music, who he's going to have and what they can do. And he, and I love that he gives them free reign of like, you know, you can write your lyrics and do this the way you want to. And I think that's, that's cool. You know, and he, you know, speaking of his newer stuff, let's say transit us with, you know, he did have Dee Snyder on there. He did have, yeah. Uh, Kemi Gilbert, Kemi Gilbert of, uh, Oceans of Slumber. She's fucking outstanding. Um, she's got an epic voice and, um, I'll talk about them, in some other episode, mm-hmm. but for sure, um, Arjun is is badass, big dude with a big heart, man. Definitely. So, we so you bro. literally. <laughs> 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 so, my my uh my last band, the uh, last duo, I want to say that I'm thankful yeah. for, simply is just for, um, being able to harmonize, you know, dual guitar threat. So Thin Lizzy and UFO, uh, I, I feel like we owe them a lot of thanks, especially because um, after that, that's you know Judas Priest started doing it too, uh, and then you know I think Iron Maiden had perfected that dual, and now it's like three guitar sounds, you know what I mean. Um, but the whole harmonizing thing and the idea of, of being able to get us like pretty much melodic death metal from these two bands, you know what I mean. Is I think that's great the the way that people tend to use that now the dull guitar sound so I give them a lot of fucking thanks especially because we probably we, who knows we might not have all the the great music that we have now you know
1: yeah I mean everything leads to something and it's all about evolution so exactly um, yeah and I could definitely appreciate you know what they've done for the for the genre as a whole and yeah. like, their contributions so fuck okay, yeah dude
0: so before we get into the mantle Mm
1: -hmm.
0: by none other than aglock um i was gonna say that uh so we're recording over skype so if people are wondering why it sounds like a phone call or why the audio sounds a little rough or different it's because we're doing it over skype and uh so that kind of wonder
1: why it uh, sounds like a phone call is
0: because it is (laughs) (laughs) it kind of is it kind of is but it's cool we got we got some quality airpods and my Which uh, you're
1: probably gonna have to switch out for the wire. I thought I was I don't know if you saw me wandering around right now while you were talking I was looking at yeah, yeah, this yeah. bad boy. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to switch right now because I was using them earlier so they're not fully charged. I mean they, for whatever reason so when I good. use yeah, them then. uh yeah, I could. I mean cause like because yeah, for whatever reason when I use it with Skype specifically, dude, like I guess cause it's Great. using the mic and the audio, mm. I think it just burns to the battery quicker. Yeah. When I just use them straight for music, they last forever but anyways yeah let me switch out whoa go yeah let me see. let
0: me do it now yeah don't worry. don't worry all right can you hear me yes sir all right cool so
1: yeah then i was telling you that i but they <laughs> fucking uh got washed um in the fucking That's laundry right. <laughs> and i was right. like oh no I was so upset and my, uh, my wife's like i'm so sorry i just i just grabbed the pants off the floor and i go you know it's my bad i should have taken them up before i took my pants off And yeah, and I heard the rattling in the fucking dryer, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And she texted me, Hey, so I figured out what that rattling was. I was like, Well, cool, Uh it wasn't it wasn't the dryer. She goes, No, um, it was your AirPods. I'm like, Are you serious? That sucks. So they're fucking they're the first generation, but I bought them when they were new, so they're they were expensive for me. They're like two hundred and something dollars. And yeah, dude. And so like I was like, Fuck me, whatever. It is what it is. And (laughs) I got home and I opened the little charging pad and it still had the light on. I was like, Well, the Fucking charging pack survived, so <laughs> I was. I'll let them chill overnight, and I'll try them tomorrow or whatever. Put it in ice. And yeah, no, no. I mean, I did. They didn't do anything. They just. They got washed and they got dried, <laughs> <laughs> and they fucking work. <laughs> it's like as you can see, you know, I was using for the first half of this call, and like That's they. Funny, dude. Yeah, they like
0: testimonial.
1: <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> fucking people can hit Apple all you want, but guess what? These motherfuckers survived the laundry, dude, so nice. fuck it. I don't know how many headphones can do that.
0: I know, right? <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, It's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> so let's get into the mantle, right? Yeah. Yeah. But right. let's let's see what those other albums came out. What other albums came out in 2002? Okay. Which competition for, let's say, Ag- Agalock at this time. Mm-hmm. And there was mo- a lot. Okay, so I'm gonna just start reading them off uh, randomly. A group of 20. We have Star One, Space Metal. Fuck, Uh, very nice, right? We have Reverend Bizarre in the Rectory of Bizarre Reverend. Okay, (laughs) okay, we have (laughs) Desire, uh, Locust Horrendous. Uh, we have Nile in their Darkest Shrines. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Disaster with Divine Blasphemies. Um, Serenia at sixes and sevens is some good uh, operatic metal. Disgorge, consume the forsaken. Don't worry, it's going to start getting better. Uh, Planet X, moon babies. So for you, Prague peeps, Planet X. Um, sentenced, the cold white light was one of my fucking favorites. I know you love Sentenced. So uh, I actually want I'm going to do an episode on them one of these days. Uh, Morning, beloved, the Sullen Sulcus. Uh, Isis, the band uh, Oceanic, which is a fucking brilliant album, by the way. Uh, this band I actually never even heard of. So Nocte Abducta, mm. uh, and I, I don't even want to pronounce the the album. <laughs> Very uh, Latiny sounding. Oh yeah. Uh, Immortal Sons of Northern Fucking Darkness. Okay. Right. Yeah. O- Opeth, deliverance. It gets better. Symphony X, The Odyssey.
1: Nah, chingao.
0: <laughs> That's a good Dark one. Dark Tranquility, Damage Done.
1: Arguably their best
0: album. Yes. Arcturus, the Sham Mirrors, Pain of Salvation, Remedy Lane, a fucking another outstanding album. Or Masterpiece, yes. Uh, Porcupine Tree in Abstentia. And Last and certainly not least, the whole reason for today, Agalock the mantle. So I think that's a great. Um, they're in good company in that year. Obviously, that's the probably the height of of new metal as well during this time. So uh, it was,
1: dude. That's all I was telling you, man. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I was still, you know, very ignorant. Um, yeah. <laughs> 2002 i was what 19 i think i was 19 years old so i was still head up my ass with new metal and deftones and all that bullshit and then it was yeah because it wasn't until like 2000 honestly no shit like 2003 2004 where i started dipping my toes into death metal and stuff and yeah um, you know went on the journey that i'm still on <laughs> and like and I was like, dude, 2002? I can't even imagine the C back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like so, fuck,
1: man. I was not ready at that time.
0: <laughs> I mean, it would have been one of those things where if we would have hung out, I would have just been lending you my magazines, dude. Cause... I know, dude, educate yourself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You Fortunately, we met each other what about five, six years later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so So that was that's pretty I mean that's that's a interesting, very interesting time. So yeah. You can tell, you can have see actually, and kind of gives you another sort of picture of that they weren't even listening to what was going on that th- at that time. Um uh, it didn't influence them at least, not here in the US. Uh, I know they talked about it, I know the DVD, they've they've had interviews where they talk they talked about listening to different neo folks uh bands like Soul Invictus and listening to you know different techno and trance or you know the yeah for and stuff like that. Yeah. Post metal, a lot of post rock and stuff like that. And um Mm -hmm. so I know that kind of started getting in their seeping into their their ranks there. And I and I know you can kind of start hearing the huge neo folk influence when you start listening to Stonewind and Pillar, that EP that came out in two thousand one Mm-hmm. Because they literally covered Sol Invictus, which was Neil to the cross. Uh, so that's when you start really feeling like, oh wow, they're really getting that Neil Folk, that folky sound in their in, in their in their music, you know? Yeah, it's like right off the heels of uh pale folklore when they did that. And yeah, yeah. And so <clears throat> I know today I put up a picture uh of uh a little it was a little bit after the mantles, a couple of years after the mantle. I put up a, a picture of, of the band and the lineup that they had during that time. So I know the drummer uh Chris uh let me find his name. Chris Green was drums was playing was the drummer at that time. I know he didn't participate in the mantle, but um that picture has him on there. Uh and so, so yeah, I mean like this is one of those um I don't know, man. This is like an un, you can't categorize this album, not so in not so many like it's not too
1: gonna, many bits.
0: Yeah, it, you can't just put it like in a nice in a box and just neatly wrap it and give it to somebody. Like it's <laughs> it's not that simple, right? It's, it's not. Like,
1: it's a it's a harder listen, and that's not not in yeah. a bad way, but it right. is it is not as you know accessible as you know even pale folklore, which is straight up like a post black metal. Yeah, I you think know, so. epic. uh this album is very uh progressive like you said very very folk Mm -hmm. um you know it's definitely painting a picture and it's a very atmospheric album
0: and oh i mean that's what made it different i think is that it does do that it does paint that picture of of for me it paints a picture of loneliness you know what i mean uh those vibes is very cold you know sitting very, out in the
1: woods by yourself by yeah. by a campfire just mm-hmm. by yourself while the snow kind of comes down
0: on you yeah you know and That's i know really. that they had a different intention on it i know that they wrote it specifically for where they were from you know the portland oregon area that they're you know they're out there and there's a specific um scenic route i would say that that they probably envisioned and i know that they had a rough time recording this album uh, i know it was broken up into different sessions and And I was thinking, because when I listen to this this album, I always envision a couple of different stories that I've read growing up, and a couple of different stories that I've, that are popular with some people. So one of them is called uh, "To Build a Fire." and And that one and that story, who was that? Let me see. "To build a Fire" was Jack London. Basically, it's this guy who's going to go become a a, um, in the mining industry. He gets lost on his way and it starts snowing heavily and he's just with his dog. And he's like, I need to find shelter. I need to find something warm. And he ends up making a fire but he does it under a tree and the snow starts to melt and it comes down over the fire and just I mean he ultimately knows that he's dead at that point because he had fallen into a lake so he's already freezing mm-hmm. you know and this this listening to some of the songs kind of I can see that you know I could envision sense of hopelessness kind of yeah exactly i could see that <laughs> whole idea. you know and also you know in the story of uh, Thoreau of uh, Walden which was um you know basically he talked about spending a couple of years out in the woods and, 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 uh, building the cabin, living away from everybody. And, um, that was interesting because he was actually, that was out in Massachusetts and it was, it was, uh, near this place, Walden pond. So that's where he kind of, he just kind of wanted to be away from civilization and everything. And I mm-hmm. wonder if like somebody, you know, like, if that could also be music that could have been at that time, you know, I envision something like that, you know? And so I think it's cool. I think this music paints those sort of pictures of, of, um, being out somewhere, being not necessarily all the, all the time being lost, right? but, but potentially just some sort of, um, I want to not to be like all Lord of the Rings fucking nerd, but some sort of adventure, you know what I mean? You know, and,
1: maybe the point where the the protagonist and his friends get separated, and
0: yeah.
1: you know they're wandering. He's wandering by himself at this point, and
0: yeah, try trying to figure to, out,
1: trying to find his way back. You know,
0: yeah, and, you know, and
1: those dire elements. You know,
0: yeah, and, and I think I and I, I mean this is just me personally thinking. Potentially the the band, you know, when they're recording the whole process, when they're in the studio, having uh, maybe issues or whatever you want to call them during the recording process is is them struggling themselves i wonder if that kind of made it into the music as well to give the difficulties give it, making it yeah to kind of making it sound like you know they're having a hard time too and it kind of you know it projects onto the music itself you know what i mean of, of getting through so like i said that's just me being a nerd and, and just <laughs> listening and dissecting you know what i mean um, so I mean I think that's what um those were a lot of my initial thoughts on on it. And I mean the very like you said, the very first time somebody's gonna listen to it if they don't come from like if they're an open minded, I would say. Yeah. They're not gonna like this.
1: It's not for everybody. It really isn't. Yeah. And it's not to sound like we're like trying to be elitist douchebags about it. No. But it's not it's not that. It's just I could see why people wouldn't like it or it might not be their favorite, even if they like Agaloc, like it might not be their favorite. Um, It's like for me, it's not my favorite, but it's one of my favorites. Does that make sense? Like it's up there. It's 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 such a mainstay for me. And when you said that, you know, hey, I know you haven't been on the show for a while. You want to and, you know, I want to do this episode, uh, metal dissection on the the mantle. I was like, fuck. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Let's Let's set it up, dude. (laughs) <laughs> um, i haven't talked about Agalok in forever i mean honestly since our we did our Agalock episode last winter and yeah, you know yeah. back in december i want to say yeah December of of uh, 2019 and you know we did just kind of a overlap of their discography in general right uh, you know right. and we talked about hey we, we should pick one of their albums one of these year one of these months and just do like a, a nice uh, dedication to it yeah um and i couldn't think of a better album you know it, again just because it's not my favorite it doesn't mean that i don't think it's probably their most important album right. um you know and i think it kind of defines kind of where they go from here and all the different elements that they kind of take in
0: yeah
1: um you know like you said it's kind of like the start of their you know, them going real hard into neo folk and progressive you know elements yeah Cause this is a prog album you know it, it really is um
0: i think so i think yeah. um at the heart of it just because of the of the different sounds you get. The way it's put together. Yeah. You get, you get, um, post rock, post metal, uh, the Neo folk, you get black metal, you get all these different sounds. Mm -hmm. And I think you just kind of, um, put them in a stew and you kind of get this, you know, it's it's
1: a Caldo. The, the, the dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Caldo. The (laughs) Algaloc. Yeah, dude, it's just, it's got so much in there. Just let's say that looks good. Throw that in there. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: like for me man, when I listen to this album, um yeah, it's impossible not to think of of a of a snowy day or snowy yeah. snowy night, not day. Snowy night, you know. Um it's definitely an album where I could picture just walking out in the woods, cigarette smoking, just walking with the snow coming down on you, just bundled up with a nice thick jacket and a scarf, just walking down by yourself and just a ding, 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 a little guitar um just echoing in your head, you know, as you walk, you know, and do you do you have a destination? Fuck if you know, you know, you're just walking. Right. And wandering is probably the better uh descriptor. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know,
1: and it's it's such a – it's such a – journey to go through it and you know the different flavors and elements and you know the moments where there is no singing it's just there's a lot of moments where it's just music for long stretches of time yeah and you know and that's i know some for some people they're like ah there's no there's not enough vocals and blah blah blah. and it's like well well, then sounds not for you dude
0: (laughs) you know we, we talked earlier that we certainly we very much enjoy the lodge uh i mean it's it's one of those things where uh, I think just the sounds are like, it's like ear candy.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. You, it's uh, an AMSR, ASMR, dude. Like you close yeah, your eyes, you yeah, hear the snow exactly. crunching, you hear that, that little. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you know if it's it,
0: bones or if it's something.
1: Yeah. Banging together, echoing. And yeah. Then, yeah. Then the guitar comes in and it's like, all right. The little acoustic guitar strumming yeah. comes in and it's just that for a few minutes, you know, and then it kind of, until it fades back into just a, you know, it's cool. Yeah
0: fucking love that dude i mean that's it's it's peaceful it's relaxing you know it's like asmr like you said it's for sure it's it's Um, a a song to close your eyes and listen to it yeah that one for sure (laughs) i mean it's you know and and what's great is that like it leads into um uh what is it called um you were but a ghost in my arms i think Mm -hmm. it's just the way it kind of it just goes into it is awesome you know um what are some of these other songs that kind of you feel like i guess the stronger ones i would say
1: um so definitely definitely uh in the shadow of our pale companion uh, um you know it's the first i mean because uh a celebration for the dead for the death of man is more of an opening yeah because it's just you know it's just a couple of minutes long and you know it's just music and then it kind of fades and then it just goes right into the like i said that yes. you know, goes into in the shadow of our pale uh, companion yeah. and this is like what a 15 minute song
0: um yeah just it's about. Got, it's a, it's the longest one yeah
1: yes and it's got you know and it's got you know a good clinic of vocal stylings it's got the, the the black metal uh you know the screeching the kind of whispery shit that he does yes um and then it also goes into some cleans and it's got that really nice little solo at the end where it, goes like, it does a little sweep <laughs> and <laughs> i love that <them. laughs> Yeah, dude, me too, man. It goes into this nice little solo and then it goes back yeah. into the, you know, it's just a, it's a big epic. Right. Um so that one's definitely a the biggest standout because it's like kind of like your main. It's the first real song on that album. Right. Um like we mentioned before, The Lodge, uh again just because of the fact that this song this uh, song as really by the numbers and simple as it is, it really paints a fucking picture. This is probably that yeah. The Lodge is probably the most atmospheric song on that
0: album right um and then you know, um and, and really quick mm-hmm. to kind of add to that yeah i really want to thank um it's his name is ty Brewbaker, mm-hmm. for for adding that contrabass on there and and it just makes it even more just atmospheric and uh i know he does it with that and he ends up doing it on um well, the other one, and the and the great cold distant and the great cold death. Oh, of,
1: death over the earth.
0: Yeah, he yeah. brings that back. Uh, I just love that you know he was using the contrabass and he does also he does the accordion on um, a desolation. A desolation. Song.
1: Yes, yeah. that's um yes, and the, I was gonna say the other song that really sticks out for me is uh, the Hawthorne Passage, mm-hmm. which I'll I'll let you speak more to that right now because uh, you know a little more of the history of the of the that song in particular. Sure. um you know and then finally i if it, just for straight up agaloc you know what i mean like just straight yeah. up like this is what i want to listen to agaloc for yeah i am the wooden doors yeah oh, yeah probably absolutely. the classic yeah. uh post black metal track it's like the that's just i almost feel like that's a single if you were to make a single yeah. off of this album it's that track um <laughs> you know
0: that'd be, be a good single
1: yeah it would you could do a quick yeah. video to it yeah. and and then and finally to it is it is and then finally a desolation song i love it only because it's almost like of the one in the moon like it's just of the one in the moon it's just like this very depressing fucking like with the accordion and the way he john's whispering in your ear the whole time and it's just like fucking a desolate dude (laughs) as the song suggests and yeah it's something it's just such a fucking (laughs) badass way to kind of bring this album to an end and you know like you like i've said many times before uh, for me the some of the most important parts of a full album listen is the opening the opening track or the opening yes. portion of the album and you got to end up, you have to give me something at the end i right. kind of hate when the album just kind of ends on a song that sounds like any other song like it doesn't it's not a deal breaker p- for me per se right but i kind of hate when that happens because i want to hear i want to feel like there's a resolution yeah there's
0: a completion that there's right. yeah that's i want that i want the yeah. cum
1: shot dude you know
0: what i mean yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah the money shot
1: Yes I want that I want I want that I want that yeah. explosion at the end and even though this song is not that it's not the heaviest song, it's probably the softest song <laughs> um it, it's something about it that it just kind of brings this whole fucking release so close and it, it uh it just it just hammers it home for me and I just it's just something it's there's times where I'll find myself skipping to it yeah. uh, if i'm if I'm on a time kind of a time constraint and I don't have the full hour to listen to this album. Um, I'll fucking skip to that track. Like if I'm driving home from work, like um, sometimes what I'll do, cause I, I don't do shuffles. I listen to albums. Yeah. Even though my drive to work is only about 25 minutes. I don't, you know, it's not enough time to listen to most albums. Right? right. So what I'll do is I'll start it, you know, and I'll literally continue it on my way home. And most albums are about 40 to 50 minutes long. So that's perfect. And for, for this album is an hour. Yeah. It's not enough time. Yeah. So, I'm driving home and I'll be like on I-10, about to get off on um, Joe Battle for those of you who live in El Paso, and I'll be like, "Fuck, I got about five, six minutes of my drive left." Skip to so- Desolation song, <laughs> like I want to hear it real quick. So that, that's just, that's kind of those are my those are my picks off of this one.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think I want to reinforce this idea that you mentioned about Prague, on mm-hmm. um, the Great Cold Death of the Earth, if if you remember towards the end of the song it actually goes back to a celebration for the death of man so it actually goes back to the beginning that same acoustic part and i mean how prog is that right because they you know um the concept of bringing back the bringing back the riff yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and bringing back that riff bring back the riff i'm pretty sure that you know you know if they're listening jason and don and john and even Aesop, if they're listening, they're probably thinking, "What the fuck is he talking about?" There's not prog, <laughs> but you know, I, I know every time we say it's something, it's a prog yeah, element. It's, yeah, it's a prog <laughs> element. Yeah, because every time we say something, they're like, "No, it's not." Or I know that's Jason. Fine. Has, I know, I know. Jason said before, like, "We don't sound like this." <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's not necessarily that you sound like this. It's just that it's. Maybe for fans of, you know what I mean? Right.
1: Or it, uh, so, it, it, it reminds, or what's the word? It, uh, kind of b- makes you think of that. You know correct. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. and then again, you know what? Saying that like, a band sounds like a thing, it's subjective, and you know what? We're probably wrong.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but it's, yeah it's that's fine. fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's not so if they do listen to it, that will be dope. I think I was mentioning earlier, like, for sure, I am the Wooden Doors is the one that pops out. Uh, from Odal to that is just, like, yeah. double bass, you know, and it's great. And, of course, uh, so my uh, my understanding from looking at everything is uh, so that John actually did the drums in this album as well, and a lot oh, of the that's... percussion. So they didn't have really – it was the three men. Um, it was just them three at that time. So it was Jason, Don Anderson, Don. and yeah. uh, John. And so it was a good little trio for the recording, I suppose. Um, you can't ignore the behemoth that is in the shadow of our pale companion, dude. Uh, I think it's one of those songs where you don't fucking, you don't fucking skip forward. You don't do shit. You listen to the entirety of that song. You gotta. And it's, it's a, it's a, if it weren't 15 minutes and maybe that would have been the the single, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, they could do a fucking amphetamine and fucking. Chop it down a bit. Oh uh,
0: yeah, but, I mean I suppose it but, could, but uh, what's the uh, fun? It's so much of it's good, and yeah. yeah. It's, you know, we want the director's cut, not the, you know, rated R or PG thirteen one. You know, we want I mean? that unrated cut that uh, yeah, we can the in theaters. Cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean that, and um, so the Hawthorne passage is is great because, uh, at the end of of it, there's this creepy, um, which again it's it's just an instrumental as well. Yes, it's chilling so, though, this yeah. the outro. It's the outro, yeah. So um c- comes from a movie, uh, I think Fondo y Lis. And I love how it's in Spanish, you know, it's like an older Spanish film. Um and uh, or it could be Mexican, I'm not sure. And and what's it's crazy is like So at this point, I actually royally fuck up and say that it's a little boy and an older man. It's actually Fando and uh, Elise. It's actually both of them. Uh, I completely forgot. And just based off the audio, I just assumed it was a, a little boy and, and an older person. So my bad. And continue on to the podcast here. The little boy is basically saying, when I die, no one's going to fuck you. Remember me, but he's singing it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's singing it in Spanish. and, He's like – he says it's so sad but, like, calm as well. And he's accepted it. Exactly, yeah. And so it's kind of like that's – and that in itself, that's what's creepy. Yeah. And that guy's like, no. He's like, don't worry. He's like, we're going to have a great funeral for you. And, you know, we're going to have um, – was it, like, flowers or some shit like that? and Puppy. Uh, <laughs> uh, a dog. Yeah. You know, let me – let me see if I could bring up the not necessarily the lyrics but that part
1: Yeah the 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 closing
0: Yeah so he's like he says I'll always remember you um and I'll I'll always you know visit your grave with a flower and a dog and I'll sing to you Uh, You know, what a beautiful burial, you know, pretty much is what he says to him. Yeah. Like, don't worry, man. It's okay. It's going to be okay. And I think that's what's funny about it in that how it's unsettling to me and how calm they are and how maybe accepting, have you said, you know what I mean? Uh,
1: I guess when you know it's happening and there's nothing you can do to stop it at some point. Yeah, there's going to be. And again, I mean, it's I don't know how I would react if if someone told me, hey, dude, you're going to die in a week and you know we're sorry there's nothing you can do make a you know make the most of your time you know and it's like you're probably gonna go through a lot of emotions like holy shit i'm scared i don't know what's gonna happen um you know if you're if you're not if you're like me where you don't believe in religion uh, or any of the i don't really believe in an afterlife and i i don't see if there's a reason to believe it right um but like you know i i do believe in the soul i do believe there's something in us and uh, what happens to that i have no fucking clue if it just infinite blackness and you cease to exist and that's it and th- that's all there is i mean if yeah. i guess that is i guess that's not so bad i don't know but right. like you know and then eventually when you know it's coming it's like well it's fucking happening you know what, what can we do but yeah. you know coming to terms with that yeah dude and again i mean easier said than done i'm sure Right. Um, especially for people who feel like they haven't do you have like kids at your house or something
0: ah uh, the window's open
1: ah uh, you gotta get there but yeah i was gonna say like you know the the whole concept of just yeah like how you really calm the boy is of it and yeah and the the dudes trying to just like no, 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 no it's, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make it as special as possible for you and right. we're gonna we're gonna keep traditions going and yeah and it, the, the 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 whole song is fucking weird i mean it's got like you know it's got it's instrumental and then it goes silent like in the middle for a bit yeah. and then you hear like a car passing by and you hear i don't know what the, the fuck train. are they saying there it's a train is it a train
0: Okay. Yeah, it's a train that's passing by, um, and then you're like, "Dude, like dude some shit." It's like a Yeah, German some shit.
1: A yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't understand that. And then the music comes back. <laughs> it's such a yes. weird track. Um, yeah. But you know, it's it's fucking something about it though. Like it's so chilling, and um,
0: I love it, dude. I mean, right. again, like the lodge, it's very atmospheric. Oh hell yeah, dude! And it's, I think it's what's great is I know that Don Anderson was very much involved in, um, certain. Media's, uh, uh, in terms of, um, when it comes to cinema. Yeah, and, it's a huge and, influence and, here. And a lot of horror cinema, especially. Also, I do very much enjoy a Desolation song. Dude, right? Um, There is something about that, and I believe it could have been the first song that I even heard from them, from that album. Oh. So, excuse me. Because... I don't know, man. There's just something about it. You know, like again, if you're going on that journey, if you're going on that trip and that adventure, Lord of the Rings, if you're doing all of that and you fucking make your way home, and it's like, what if you went through all this bullshit, survived all this, like the Revenant style, and mm-hmm. you come home to fucking nothing? It was all for nothing. You know what I mean? Empty and house. then empty house. And I could see that outro, that last song, a Desolation song, like making sense. And he's just like, you know, getting warm by a fire and drinking his, his whiskey or drinking whatever, and just getting probably tore up, just, you know what I mean? Depressed. So it is depressed, <clears throat> depression. So, like I
1: mean, the uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Out. I was say it's like the ending of The Mist or something. Like it was all right. for nothing. <laughs> it's like so why sad. even bother?
0: So fucking sad, dude, and depressing. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it could it could just be that you know. I mean, we could just be completely full of fucking shit. They're probably gonna message us and be like, "You guys don't even know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about." Again,
1: that metal yeah. podcast missed the point.
0: <laughs> yeah, so
1: damn it, yeah, I mean. It's, well, it's like what it's what it does for us.
0: Yeah, and, and that's why I say it's it's like it's it paints that picture for for me at least. You know what I mean? And I could at least uh, appreciate that, and especially I know that they had a hard time and they saw it as a mammoth undertaking to to write this album, you know. And actually, when you kind of when you kind of see it, there's still leftover of. Um, they further explored this neo folk when they did the white ep in in 2008 so i feel like they still had um you know maybe that whole idea of neo folk and exploring this wasn't done yet uh, and i love the white ep because you had christopher lee uh the they 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 have clips from the wicker man and christopher Christopher Lee, you know, he's he's the bad. I forgot his name, the bad guy, and um, he, he's creepy too, man. During that time, it's a great film too if, if you haven't seen it or uh, it's the original. I'm, I forget what year it came out, in the seventies, I believe.
1: Yeah, not the not the not the the Nicholas funny, Cage. the silly Nicholas Cage one. No, 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 it's, not the beast.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking. It was uh, it's a little strange, you know. And you're like, what? And that's what kind of draw drew me in is like, wow the fuck what why are they dancing naked or like what's going on here you know like it just kind of is there like a cult or you know what, what am i not understanding you know what i mean yeah so there's a lot of really weird a lot of questions to then i think that's, and what that's
1: yeah and that's the thing with this album and and yeah and yeah going into the ydp and all that is that yeah. film and yes this the visceral experience of cinema is what inspired these releases you know and it's right. clear it's clear that's yeah. it probably don's you know uh part i would imagine probably, probably. being so into film and
0: yeah because uh, i know he's it, a writer for um i forget um sorry for the name but i know he writes specifically when it comes to the you know horror and and, and mm-hmm, horror in cinema so um what else Um, as far as like
1: the tracks or like, is there like another one you were thinking about or
0: I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh... I
1: mean, we, uh, it's just as a kind of a, I guess just in kind of like, not in conclusion per se, but like, it's just a, it's a unique release for them, you know? And, it's yeah. the only release of its kind in their discography. There's nothing else that they've done that yeah. sounds like this album. I mean, yeah. Um, if you think, think you about know, it, they you know Ashes Against the Grain, you know, for example, is yeah. a much more accessible album.
0: Oh, I, I agree. I think that's one of their most uh, accessible albums. I think. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's that probably the Serpent and the Sphere right and then probably pale folklore from there yeah uh, in terms of accessibility um i kind of feel like marrow of the spirit if you have not heard Agalock, you'll probably enjoy it more if you have not heard Agalock, uh and then when you start listening to other releases you'll be like oh okay I, I like these other releases probably better um that's just me however i don't know other people feel the same like do you feel like it's their weakest release
1: i guess if you have uh, the same like not that it's just, bad it's correct
0: just, it's their weakest but it's not their worst uh it's yeah. not their it's not a bad album in other words no it's I still, still good because yeah, I, I don't feel like they have a bad album you know what i mean no
1: yeah they're all they're all they all have their merits and they all have elements yes. that are that you can take from and enjoy even if you don't even if you don't like everything that they do yeah um you know i, I think if you like you know post black metal or neo-folk in general Right uh, or even progressive metal, um, that you'll find something to like in either the release and the mantle specifically. I mean, yeah. kind of going back to our main topic, um, you know, the mantle. I, again, I stand by it, even if the band themselves disagree or any other fans disagree. I, I still feel it's very largely a progressive album, and that <laughs> yeah. it's their prog, it's their prog album, dude. Like I don't know, that's how I feel, you know. And uh, yeah, um, it's the uh, for me because, like I said, Pale Folklore is my favorite. Um, from them uh but it's definitely it's got to be like a number two like it's one of my favorites from their from their work and yeah um i think it's the most important album for them
0: yeah i think so too and it's what that's what i like about it so much too is that it's so it's not at all like the other albums that they've ever created if you look at the scene look at the music scene especially during that time what was going on people were releasing no doubt, they're releasing bangers. Dr. Tranquillity, Symphony X, Opeth, Immortal, Isis, Nile, Porcupine Tree, Pain of Salvation. They're releasing all these wonderful, sentences, By the way, they're releasing all these great albums, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like it was. It it didn't affect the way these guys were writing their music. And again, they brought other elements instead. And then, you know, which also, by the way, I really enjoy. Kind of exploring that whole neo folk sound was they they had a split with this other band called Nest and I know that was a another neo folk band and I really like the Wolves of uh, Timberline it's another great song if very um, these guys excel I think in uh, when they do neo folk sound I, I I love that I mean first of all to me the of the one in the moon to me is is like the bible when it comes to Folk, others may disagree others may disagree and feel like soul invictus is or death in june uh those those are all wonderful they've been around since the 80s and stuff so certainly maybe they're you know they could be seen as that but uh, i really love the way um, uh, of the one in the moon their style is 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 great you know what i mean it's
1: like dying on christmas day dude
0: exactly
1: Your all your promises are broken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like so depressing, dude. It is dude, but
1: I love it. It's amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh yeah, man. <laughs> the mantle fucking amazing album, and I'm fucking happy to live in a timeline where I was able to enjoy it in the yeah. billions of years that this earth has been around. So yeah.
0: So dude. any well, I, thoughts or I'm like,
1: thankful for Agalok. That's my final thought. I'm thankful absolutely. to have seen them live. Yes. I'm thankful to have been ex- exposed to them and their music and their work and yeah. while they came to a unfortunate end, it's still you know smile don't cry that it's over, smile that it happened, that cheesy thing. Yeah. Yep. But you know, hey dude, dude I'm I'm very fortunate to live in the same timeline to have seen them and experience what they brought into the metal and music world so.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I feel like we're we're definitely lucky in that <laughs> um we're in that circle of the know you know knowing them
1: what, what year did uh, we see them live in denver was it 2015 i believe so, they, so. yeah they broke up like shortly after that the uh
0: 2016, 2016
1: yeah like the, the after that tour basically
0: right yeah i got to see them before they broke up in albuquerque that's right so so it was denver and albuquerque yeah so yeah
1: because i was gonna try and go to that one too and i think yeah work out in the way or some bullshit right i yeah. went with
0: i ended up going with mike and uh it was kind of cool because like there was a uh, a couple that were you know, this guy was like, Hey dude, I'm gonna get engaged. I'm gonna propose to my girl. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Yeah. And he's like he's like, um, can you help me out with that? And I'm like, Fuck yeah, dude. So I tried I tried stopping some of the guys on stage so that these guys can go on so he can go on stage to announce it. Yeah. But they're like, No, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, Oh, he's he's gonna propose <laughs> and it, it was weird it was so weird and like it worked out it in itself and i took pictures and all that shit yeah. that i don't know what the fuck they are but i know i took pictures <laughs> so if those guys are listening you guys were in albuquerque that was fun um yeah i i gotta say though um i'm very happy I, and i mean play this album if you're doing a bonfire anytime soon the weather's changing, certainly not here in El Paso, but the weather's no, changing. it's
1: still 70 degrees at night and shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the weather's changing everywhere else. Um, <laughs> this is a great album to listen to, I think. If you're being
1: uh, you know. I was with your family, right? You know, yeah. Just, like, go outside and make them listen to Agalock with you. <laughs> Fuck it, man.
0: Let it, let it happen, man. And you'll enjoy that beer a lot more, that whiskey, you know, a lot better when you're Anything, anything actually, will taste better when you're listening to the metal, or or just Agalloch. So, <laughs> and we're just being cheesy now at this point, but um, yeah, it is what it is, man. So, um, I have a uh, a Texas metal episode coming, in, so it's gonna be Texas bands. All right. So hopefully, people will enjoy that. You know. Yeehaw, motherfucker. Yeehaw. <laughs> so by the ticket Take the ride Yo moriré Y nadie Se acordará De mi Jo moriré Y nadie Se acordará De mi De mi
1: Sí, Liz, yo me acordaré de ti. E iré a verte al cementerio con
0: una flor y un perro. Y en tu funeral cantaré en voz baja qué bonito es un entierro.